lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Friday. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. My name is Steve Dace. Todd Erzin is here, as is Aaron McIntyre, our good friend Shannon Joy. will be joining us here momentarily for the Dace Group. Let us know what you think about what we think via the stevedace.com inbox, which we will be accessing next hour for some Feedback Friday. You can email the program, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, where every now and then you will still see hashtag Facebook approved takes. Follow me on Twitter at Steve Dace Show, and then look for me as well on MeWe, Parlor, Gab, and Getter. Quick note, if you've not gone to those alternative social media platforms yet, now's the time to do it uh, because I have something posted there from friend of the program and really the OG, I think, of, of COVID skepticism, Alex Berenson. He has an article on his Substack looking at the data in the UK. I don't think there's any way. I, I've, I've kind of retweeted it through our friend Andrew Boston, but there's no, I don't even know how to possibly get that past censors on Facebook. And it's the kind of thing, just so you guys know, I, I've sent it to my private list of uh, leaders, activists I know across the country and even friends and family members of mine, because it's, hope it's not true. Because if it is, just hope it's not true. And I think it's something, though, all of you need to read and see for yourself and draw your own conclusions and do your own research. And I've got it linked on MeWe, Parlor, Gab, and Getter, if you look for my name, Steve Dace, there, all right? Me, we parlor, gab, and getter. If you've not yet tried those alternative sites, today's the day to do it because that is information I think all of you need to see. Also, if you've got clips of the program and you would like to see them, or we've got clips of the program and you would like to see them, you can do so for free and free of censorship over at rumble.com slash Steve Dace show. And again, the last name is D-E-A-C-E. I continue to try to do as best I can. You know, I'm human. I've got blind spots. Oh, forgive me. But as best as I can, I I just try to follow through on what I suggest other people do. Uh, And to that end, let me tell you about our friends over at Patriot Mobile. Uh, They're the only conservative wireless provider. They offer the same broad nationwide coverage as all the bigwigs do because They've got all the same towers as all of the same major carriers do as well. And they've got plans that fit into any budget and they have a 100% U.S.-based customer service team. They also, by the way, add extra savings for veterans, first responders. You know, the the people that Joe Biden said he was fine um, firing last night. Just totally, totally okay with it, you know, because there's just nothing more esprit de corps than firing first responders. Um, but here's here's something new I want to add to Patriot Mobile. Our family is in the process of making the switch over to it. Now, we have been with T-Mobile, man, since 2000, when we first got cell phones. So from the very, for 20 plus years. And I have threatened to switch like every three or four years to the point that, man, I've, I've leveraged them 
you know, gun to, proverbial gun to the head, man, whatever is the lowest rate you can get without being related to somebody within the T-Mobile management structure, I've been paying it for the last couple of years. <laughs> all right. Um, it's almost like, crap, he's calling us back. All right. But this, this switch is actually going to cost me money because of that. Probably won't cost you money. But it's going to cost me, not much, I mean, 30, 40, 50 bucks a month, okay? But it's going to cost me money to make this switch because of the amount of sweetheart deals and incentives I have been able to leverage, I'm sorry, um, 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 cajole. Thank you. Uh, massage T-Mobile into offering. Yes. Maybe I should have just gone with cajole. Because you were heading towards a mandate. There, yeah, yes, yes, I was, I was heading towards a Lindsey Graham level event. My, my bad. Uh, but um, uh, you know what? When there's an opportunity for us to do business with people that share our values, we need to take full advantage of it. I looked at all the coverage maps. Patriot Mobile was virtually the exact, I mean, like there were some places in the West, on the West Coast where you know I'm not likely to travel very often, okay? There were some places on the West Coast where it was a little spottier than the coverage I have now, but it, it, I mean, we're talking single-digit percentages here, all right? So if, if you, I assume, own a mobile phone and you want to make a switch to people that won't give your money to those that are working against you in this world, but actually for you, uh, give them a call, 972-PATRIOT. Find out what the latest offers are, the latest deals are, what they can offer you, what incentives are out there. They've always got specials when you use the offer activation code, Steve. 972-PATRIOT, or just go to their website, patriotmobile.com slash Steve. Again, that's patriotmobile.com slash Steve. I mentioned next hour will be some feedback Friday, but we begin as we always do with the Dace Group. Your weekly look at the week that was brought to you by Patriot Mobile, but I already told you that. So let's get to it. Issue one, bleep, Lord Nefarious says. Keeping the unvaccinated people out of schools, out of hospitals, out of our government offices. If people want to choose to make a decision that is against their community's best interest and against their own. They can choose to not participate in those activities where everyone else has decided that we'd like to actually, you know, if you don't mind, not die of a horrible disease. So right now we are going to continue to um, recommend masks in all schools for all um, people in those schools. And we will look forward to scaling up pediatric vaccination during this period of time. What we've seen from uh, the Fraternal Order of Police and particularly the leadership is a lot of misinformation, a lot of half-truths and frankly flat-out lies in order to induce an insurrection. I, I was hoping today to give you an opportunity to put to rest the concerns that people have that there were federal agents or assets of the federal government present on January 5th and January 6th. Can you tell us without talking about particular incidents or particular videos, how many agents or assets of the federal government were present on January 6th, whether they agitated to go into the Capitol and if any of them did? So I'm not going to violate this norm of, uh, of, of uh, the rule of law. I'm not going to comment on an investigation that's ongoing. First sentence of your memo, the very first, first sentence, you said, in recent months there's been a disturbing spike in harassment, intimidation, threats of violence. Yes. When did you first review the data showing this so-called disturbing uptick? So I read the letter, and we have been seeing over time 
threats. Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't ask you. So you read the letter. That's that's your source? Attorney General Garland, are you aware that because Loudoun County prosecutors confirmed that the boy who assaulted this young girl in Broad Run High School is the same boy who wore a skirt and went into a girl's bathroom, sodomized and raped a 14-year-old girl in a different Loudoun County high school on May 28th? This sounds like a state case, and I'm not familiar with it. So I'm sorry. I'm wearing the pants. He's wearing the skirt. We're both gay. He's pregnant. I have two girlfriends. It's 2021. I am honored to serve as the first female four-star officer of the U.S. Public Health Service Commissioned Corps. Hi, my name is Jasper. I use they pronouns. Hi, my name is Liana. I use they demon pronouns. For the demon pronouns, it would be... Liana is my partner, Dean is cute, and I belong to Dean. I love Demon very much, and I hope Dean loves Demon's self, too. The president is the inspirer, he is the closer, he is the convincer, the mediator-in-chief. Mediator he really is doing a phenomenal job. We have fewer democracies in the world today than we did 15 years ago. Fewer, not more, fewer. Brian, he takes questions all the time. I, I... Part of what's happening isn't just the supply side, it's the demand side. Demand is up because income is up. The tragedy of the short, the treadmill that's delayed. Right. Let's get to it. Shannon, ladies first and guest first on this show. So the first question goes to you. Get the first crack at it. What was the most rancid shot of sulfuric acid this week? You know, I had to go with all of the assaults on our children, the from the masking abuse to the sexual assault, the violence and the abuse that they are, are heaping on children in our public schools. It has gotten to a point where they are not safe for our children because of the masking policies, because of the isolation, they refuse to actually teach our children and now it has gone to such a, a destructive place. That Loudoun County story is frankly unbelievable. And kudos to the reporters over at Daily Wire who just you know, went in deep as to what happened in that county, really exposing the cover-ups. I mean, this is to this this is going to rival, I think, what we saw within the Catholic Church in terms of sexual abuse and the predators that exist among us. And they are in our public schools here in Rochester, New York alone, two school districts in my community within you know 20 minutes of my home have had sexual assaults occur in bathrooms and also a, a principal who has abused over six years, 40 little boys between mm. the ages of six and 11 the, the school district and the superintendent covered that up, turned the other way, ignored what was happening. Some believe in plain sight. There are multiple lawsuits now, but these are not even making the mainstream news. You can hardly get any reporting. So that Loudoun County story is very important. I think that this is endemic in our country uh, because we have gone th now through the process of sexualizing young children through sexual education programs and so that they can't even really distinguish what is appropriate and what isn't. Adults are talking to them about things that should never be discussed with little children as early as five years old. And this is creating an environment that is ripe for sexual abuse. So I'm going to go with that. Well said. Todd? Well, it's obvious based on the fact that I said once you believe in transgenderism, you believe in anything that... Levine 
and being made a four star anything instead of, you know, being put in jail or a mental institution is a sign that we don't truly live in America anymore. We live in on the land, but we don't live in America anymore. America is dead man walking, but that's easy. It should be easy. I know it's not for a lot, but that one's easy. I want to talk about uh, Merrick Garland and that whole notion of, well, I'm not familiar with that local case. Well, as Steve said yesterday, it's it's like 15 minutes away from you, dumbass. Can I say that? I did. It's 15 minutes away from you. You're the attorney general, so don't pretend that. But this is something when I was at the Des Moines Register, that uh, and gosh, at least when when was the um, Philadelphia the Gosnell? What year? Like 2014. 2014. Our wire editor at the time, just this feeble beta male lib. Tried to pull that crap. I was like, well, why aren't you covering this? And he actually did try to... That, that's a local issue. I just, I called him flat out. I just said, you're just a liar. I said, I, how dare... I said, you're a liar. This guy's the worst serial killer of yeah, all time. You, if his name was well, Bundy well, or anything else, we will, wouldn't be saying you that. You will weaponize any local issue you want to for your causes. Right. I mean, look at what we did with um, George Floyd. It, it, it's tragedy, but we turned in that into National Burn Down Your City Day. Mm-hmm. They don't, they, there is no rule that they are tethered to, that they try to apply to you. Yeah, we keep, uh, I just, uh, be nice, it, it'll all pass by. Be, never, it never will. The Attorney General, with his own words, he can't possibly think what he just said. He's lying to you. He's psyoping you. Be done with it. Aaron. I think the best ride on the crazy train this week is the pronoun parade. There's three clips in there. One from, I'm not even sure what their actual biological sex is. Uh, this is my boyfriend. He's pregnant. We have multiple girlfriends. I mean, that 2021, baby, uh, to the uh, first mentally ill uh, four-star admiral of that institution, of that persuasion, to the guys, we, we had we had demon pronouns this week and that didn't move the needle for any of you. Come on. Um, that, that, the, the, pronoun, the pronouns on parade, that's, that's the craziest of the week. On a scale of one to 10, let's get to the exit question. With one being the IQ of those who watch Lindsey Graham lie to them on Sean Hannity frequently. And 10 being the odds Lindsey Graham's burner account on Griner is called Lies With Them. Uh, rate this week's level of total depravity, Shannon. I'm slightly elevated this week. I'll give it a six. Okay. Todd? 10. 10. All right. Let's get to issue two. Speaking of pronouns, men are now better at being women, too. As the high school football season starts to wind down in many places around the country, parents and fans alike can take stock of, once more, the great tradition that is this masculine-driven, meritorious team sport. For generations, it's served to teach young men bravery, teamwork, and dedication. About 45 years ago, one of those high school football fields around Belmont High School in Massachusetts you would have been able to see two teammates duking it out on the gridiron. One of those young men was named Mark Milley, the other named Richard Levine. The former would go on to become a high-ranking officer in the U.S. military and say ish like this. And I, I want to understand white rage. 
and I'm white. The latter would go on to wear a dress and also become a high-ranking government official. Yes, two icons of the progressive takeover of the military and the nation's health establishment were classmates and teammates on the same football team, Mark Milley and the artist formerly known as Richard Levin. The latter being promoted this week to the position of four-star admiral in the U.S. Public Health Service Commissioned Corps, the first mentally ill person of this particular persuasion in that institution's history. I am honored to serve as the first female four-star officer of the U.S. Public Health Service Commissioned Corps and the first openly transgender four-star officer to serve across any of the eight uniformed services. I, I I had not heard uh, that previously, had you? Nor had I. Really? Nope. Had not heard that. That is some seriously cosmic stuff right there, man. Like, but, that's beyond serendipity, brother. Well, I, I, obviously I played my hand already last time by saying this is the easy one, but we don't live in America anymore. Listen, pop culture, we talk on and off the air all the time. It's like, it... How did we get the stories we got just before leading up to this? Because all the answers are there. And to this one, it's two words and it's real simple. Hail Hydra. So I have made this case intellectually from my own belief system and opinion. But I want to throw it out to the rest of the panel. Okay. Can we live with, accommodate, and or peacefully coexist with the making of mental illness into a mainstream political constituency whatsoever? And if not, what does that mean about the future? See, I don't believe that we can. And I've, I've made this analogy before. In fact, I was just having this conversation with, with my son last week because um, he was asking me about it. And, and if, if someone... If someone is living morally with a lifestyle that the word of God says is wrong, but it doesn't impose on my freedom or on the freedom and well-being and welfare of someone who doesn't consent to it, is it still sinful behavior? Yes. But... Does it cross into, does it, does it have to, does it, it does, but does it always automatically have to cross into crossing swords in a public policy standpoint? No, no. not unless you demand in order for us to, to peacefully coexist with one another, I must endorse it. And, and, and that aspect of your persona, I, that, that I cannot, I cannot find anything else about you I find admirable, connectable, or relatable on any level without accepting that particular aspect of your identity, right? Right. Okay. If you require that of me, like the rainbow jihad does, then no, I cannot peacefully coexist and accommodate you because you're not willing to do so for me. Tolerance is supposed to be not a one-way street, but it often is, right? In this case, however, meaning that I might be gay, but I still consider myself a man, or a woman, I'm still not denying the fact I was made, created this way. I am denying, though, the, the, the natural desires that go along with that. 
but am I forcing you visibly to witness me violate violate that created order? No, I'm not. In this case, I am. In this case, you're telling me. So I agree with so-and-so on this, that, and the other. But I don't agree with them on that, that, and the other. We can still find areas where we can find common ground and agree or even agree to disagree and peacefully coexist. In this case, you are telling me that there is no other place for to go. I have to go directly through your psychosis or your sin in order to relate to you, uh, to connect with you. That, that I have to deny in public that which God has made plain in public thousands and thousands of years before either one of us were born. And so therefore, I just don't see how I can peacefully live with this and coexist with it on any level at all. Like, I, I don't see how I can, how there can be any form of a live and let live because from a cultural perspective, this is live and let die. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there is a way, maybe there's a way to squeeze the camel through the eye of the needle here. Shannon, what say you? Uh, no, absolutely not. Um, I am, as a woman, offended and disgusted by people like this Levine character, who is actually the ugliest four-star general I've ever seen in the history of America. I don't care what whatever he thinks he is, he, she. It, this We cannot coexist with this. And as a woman, we need to pay attention to this because it is actually devastating to real women. This is the final step in the process of destroying womanhood in this country, unbelievably, and always to the exclusive benefit of men, right? We've had 50 years of feminism, particularly second and third wave feminism, which narrowly defined feminism in a way that essentially obliterates what is feminine about women mm -hmm. and strips women of their ultimate power, right? There was a, there was a poem that was written 50 years ago called The Hand That Rocks the Cradle Rules the World. It essentially was a poem about the power of the mother. And when we are in this space where we can mother our children and raise our families and embrace our femininity, what is truly powerful and different about women from men, we can shape policy through the raising of our children in the supporting of our husbands. But that's been stripped away from women because now we have to, in order to be equal to men, work like men, have sex like men, and engage in activities, killing our babies and our bodies, which is so violent and unnatural. But that, again, exclusively benefits men who can satisfy their sexual desires without having to take responsibility of what naturally comes out of that. This is violence against women. What Levine is doing is violence against women. And we can't be down here with this. We have to be at a 10 with this because this is destroying this is destroying women and girls. We're seeing it in our bathrooms in our public schools. We're seeing it on our athletic fields. We're seeing MMA fighters pummel, men pummeling women, breaking their jaws, giving them concussions mm -hmm. in some of these sporting events. This is disgusting. 
I'm offended and every woman should be offended by that joke of a man. Aaron, what say you? Good luck following that. It's, I've said this once and I'll continue to say it. The people, the dudes in dresses who, who think that they are something that they are not are mentally ill. That's not up for debate. They need counseling, prayer. Sometimes, sometimes they may need a, um, a proverbial kick in the butt if they're starting uh, to infringe upon other people's rights as well. But overall, deep down, that's what they need the most. In my opinion, however, the larger mental illness, the more pervasive mental illness, the more acute mental illness are those who see those and know that something is off, but for whatever reason, stand by and golf clip all so brave. Or maybe not even golf clap, but just say, I don't know, I can't get involved with this. Those, those people are legion. Don't want to get their hands dirty. Don't want to be seen as a bigot. Those people have the larger mental illness. Those are the people who need to be defeated. Because they're under a spell. As, as, much, as, as much as those actually in the dresses are under some sort of a spell or mental illness, those people are being driven principally by something much larger and much more um, nefarious, if you will, mm. in my opinion. Those are the people, those are the people who really, really need to be defeated. Let's get to the exit question. Can I answer? Well, I think everybody knows your answer. Okay. But, but okay. go ahead. We're short, but go ahead. Go ahead. Hey, this is a uh, two-man enter, one-man leave territory. All right, folks. Uh, that video of that Marine, two guys coming in, that's what the whole culture Talking is right the now. Marine at the storefront yeah, who beat the up the guys who tried to yeah. arm robbery. You need yeah. to um, be prepared just like that. Extreme prejudice. The excommunications must continue until morale improves. No quarter for this garbage. None. Let's get to the exit question. And I wanted to get to it a little early if you wanted to add some context to your answer. All right, So we got about two and a half, three minutes here. True or false, the embrace of the blurring of gender is not the sign of a culture on the brink of collapse, but rather of a culture that has collapsed. Aaron. Uh, this is a chicken or egg thing. I think you could answer true to both of them, but I will, I, I will, um, I will say it is on the brink of collapse uh, because there are still we're always we're until we have revival we're always going to plumb new depths of the rabbit hole all right they're coming for your kids next and i'm not talking about with the vaccine there's always new depths to this rabbit hole and so i i don't want to say we have collapsed yet until we actually have revival todd we've collapsed so you think it's true aaron's a false you're true yes all right shannon you get to break the tie here what do you think I'm a false. I'm going to go with Aaron. I think we still have some time. It, we're close, but I think we have time. Mark the time. How many years, Shannon, you've been coming on here out of curiosity? Do you know? I think about five. Yeah. Four or five. Is that, right? is that, is that the first time you actually had the most optimistic oh, take? Look at Pollyanna over there. 
You know, I'm, I'm it, serious. It, it's the first I can recall. Funny, Shannon and I actually had the same answer for different reasons. Yes, she has hope. Yes, I answered. I answered false because I, I think we can keep getting worse. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. I'm in a good mood. I'm in a good mood. I like people are talking about localism and school boards and bottom up and and vaccines, right? I mean, this is this is stuff I've been talking about for years, and so I'm like, wow, okay, it. We had to come to this terrible place to to get to these discussions, but it's a good thing because now we're having them and people are waking up. So. We're good. Yeah, I you know I I can understand that. There there have been times, especially in the last couple of years, where I kind of felt like I was on an island, or I was on yeah. a remote island with maybe just a few other people. And then when yeah. the stuff that we were warning about suddenly started penetrating the Overton window, which meant that it was actually even worse than when we first started right. talking about it, I was still actually a little, felt a little optimistic that we were actually talking about it, even though yeah. we waited until it got much worse. Right? Is that kind of what you're yeah. saying? Yeah. Sometimes that's what it takes. I think. I totally get that. I totally get that. Speaking of that, that's where we're going to take the conversation when we return. We are now seeing another escalation of fighting back against this. We will discuss that here next on part two of the Days Group here on Blaze TV radio and podcast right after this. All right, back here on the Steve Day Show. Before we continue on with part two of the Day Group, let me remind you, chocolate chip cookie dough is back at Built Bar. They're getting ready to launch a brand new flavor as well, blueberry muffin, which I've tried, and it's really good too. Why? Because all their flavors are really good. Now, some are really gooder than others. Yeah, I just made that up. Like, say, chocolate chip cookie dough, which is the best flavor they've ever made. And considering... How great the other flavors are, that is saying something. You will not believe these are protein bars. All right, forgive me. I just finished off a cherry barcia here during the break. All right. You will not believe these are protein bars. In fact, they, they're better than a lot of the candy bars out there on the market right now. But unlike those, they're not loaded with calories, sugars, and carbs. They are loaded, though, with protein and flavor. And if you want to try them right now, you can get a big discount, 15% off your first order or next order. They always say first in the copy, but I think I, I've, I think you can just use it whether you've gone there before or not. Like I do. I use my name as a promo code every time I order, so and it works for me. 15% off when you use DACE as your promo code, D-E-A-C-E. Promo code DACE when you go to built.com, B-U-I-L-T, for built.com. Get the greatest protein bar of all time. Built.com, promo code DACE. All right, let's get back to the DACE group. And... Let's get to issue three here as we welcome back Shannon Joy. Sort of a little rise of the resistance. Every weekend, it seems, across the world, protest marches are taking place. Israel, Italy, France, the UK, and Australia, just to name a few. Even in New York City, more marches are happening, protesting COVID tyranny in its many forms. Remember a couple of weeks ago when Southwest Airlines assured us that it was not a pilot strike or staffing issues that was causing thousands of their flights to be delayed? Well, this week, the company's president said they would not be going forward with plans to place unvaccinated staff on unpaid leave starting later this year. 
In Washington State, the head coach of the Washington State Cougars football team was fired this week for not getting the COVID jab. He's now taking legal action against the school. Just yesterday, a horde of General Electric employees at a South Carolina plant, some of whom were vaccinated, walked out on the job in solidarity with those who oppose that company's vaccine mandate. The Chicago Police Union said this week the vaccine mandate could cost the police department there nearly a third of its workforce. The Police Benevolent Association, which represents New York Police Department officers, says they're planning legal action against that city's vaccine mandate. In-N-Out Burger took a stand this week after one of their San Francisco locations was shut down for not checking patrons' vaccine status, saying, quote, We refuse to become the vaccination police for any government. Places like Los Alamos National Labs and other nuclear facilities across the country are reportedly on the cusp of losing talented nuclear scientists over vaccine mandates. Now, former ESPN sideline reporter Allison Williams lost her job with the mothership because she actually wants to have more kids in the future. I am also so morally and ethically not aligned with this. And I've had to really dig deep and analyze my values and my morals. And um, ultimately, I need to put them first. Country music superstar Travis Tritt announced this week he will not be performing in venues that require proof of vaccination. Back in Washington state, numerous state troopers are out of a job thanks to the statewide vaccine mandate for state employees, including this guy, a 22-year veteran of the force. This is my final sign-off. After 22 years of serving the citizens of the state of Washington, um, being asked to leave because I am dirty. Um, numerous fatalities, um, injuries, I've worked sick, I've played sick. Um, we've buried lots of friends over these years. I'd like to thank you guys. I'd like to thank the um, citizens of Yakima County as well as my fellow officers within the Valley. Without you guys, I would have been very successful and you've kept me safe and got me home to my family every night. Um, thank you for that. Um, wish I could say more, but, um, this is it. So state 1034, this is the last time you'll hear me in a state patrol car and Jay Ansley can kiss my ass. Maybe the tide really is starting to turn. First question, Todd, we'll go to you. Are we finally starting to see the level of defiance and non-compliance that is going to be necessary to defeating COVID Stan? Ask me on late on November 2nd because we are seeing Leonidas and his mighty 300. That's the spark, what they do. The people who are prone to, oh, hell no, that's not everybody. It's usually a minority, and they get the ball rolling, and they wake everybody up, maybe. November 2nd is, is that school board election. It is the first time people in mass can go. And you may not be the one who's about being all front and center. That's probably most people. But you're, you, there you get to vote while you still have a vote. And we're not really sure about that anymore. But you get to go out and put your name on it and say, we're taking this all back. And if we don't, if we don't see it, a sea change of some, some kind, an obviously yo moment. Mm-hmm about these school boards, my race, for example, there's no math that should mean my wife loses in the election she's in. But I'm I'm not certain of this in a place like we live, even in a place like we live, just because of the spirit of the age that Steve is talking to you about, 
all the time. I'm not certain what's going to happen. And if, if she doesn't win, it's not going to be a personal thing. It's going to be it, just people are just too dumb, fat, soft, lazy, ignorant, spiritually dead to get up and fight. And I don't know how long Leonidas and his mighty 300 can just do the work on behalf of everybody else. Sooner or later, you all need to get in the ring. So ask me on November 2nd. Here's what I'll say. That's a good answer. That phenomenon is not unique in human history. No, that's what I said. And, and, and as you pointed out. But this is, it, it's always 110 people in an upper room. It's always 56 yes. people in Independence Hall. This is always how this goes down. It, it, it's, reform movements have always begun or pushback movements or justice movements have all, you know, um, a Baptist, Ebenezer Baptist in Atlanta, Georgia. It, it, this is what it always looks like. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't ever begin with the multitude or the masses. It always starts with a group of most committed. Now, eventually, though, that that group of committed gets to a tipping point, which is what you're describing. And I don't think the school board elections is as important as I think that they are. I don't think that I think that's way too early for the tipping point uh, because because there's there's too many other manifestations of pushback in other areas that um that eventually though you're correct you do reach the point where that either catches fire or it burns itself out i agree with you on that wholeheartedly shannon what do you think i think the answer is yes 100% absolutely we are beginning to see the level of defiance from regular americans apolitical americans that is necessary to push back against this unprecedented tyranny and i agree with both of you it is the beginning and i would also caution to your point steve on on todd's point What I've begun to learn about politics, which I now think of as more of a 300 level kind of way of thinking about politics, it isn't as important, these elections. What's more important than the actual elections are the groups and the organizations and the mobilization from the bottom up that can effectively influence anyone who's elected, whether they're a Democrat or a uh, Republican. Those groups are essentially, I mean, that is the highest level of politics, I think. It's why unions have so much power, right? You don't hear a lot about them, but but behind the scenes, they wield a mighty weapon, and both Democrats and Republicans do what they say. We need to mirror that with our liberty movements and build up organizations from the local level that are so powerful, it doesn't matter who is elected. They fear us mm-hmm. because we will petition, we will organize, we'll protest, we will litigate, we'll raise money, we'll run challengers, we'll run primaries, and they don't like that. They don't like that. So I think that's where we need to focus our energies is on that that group building and that organizational level. Um, and yes, run run candidates. And eventually, as, as we grow that and strengthen that, we will see that manifest in elections. It will happen necessarily. But I'm really encouraged by what I'm seeing. The only thing I worry about is a national polarizing figure, a presidential election that takes all of the oxygen out of the room and distracts us from where our true power really is. And that is that local organizational level. Uh, here's the thing. This is actually where Trump running again helps you in that towards towards that end. You know why? Because if he um, wasn't if he wasn't running again, the primary process of who will take his place would be going on hot and heavy 
right yeah. now. And all kinds of names would be in the ring and all kinds of uh, people would be staking out their territory. None of that's going to happen because he's going to run again. If he's healthy, he's running again. All right. So this process, that presidential process is totally and completely frozen until whenever he chooses full board to, to, to actually behave as a presidential candidate. And that ain't going to happen until okay. we're into 2023. So there's at least another full year yeah. of of this uh, because, ironically, an event that a lot of people increasingly I, uh, that I talk to would prefer not to happen, Trump run again. In this case, if, if you're worried about that, him running again freezes that process, Shannon. So that, that won't be sucking the oxygen out of the room. That, that's that's kind and, of on standby while this goes on here for another, you know, maybe another year. Excellent. All right. Aaron, what do you think? So the, the question is starting to see, and I think it's unequivocally, yes, starting to see. If, if, if it was, are we seeing the amount of resistance to roll back? Probably not yet. But starting to, you, you got to start somewhere. And this is a good start. It's a, it's a great start. It's, it's really hilarious. You know, they were having so many weather issues with Southwest Airlines a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Delta, you know, uh, came out this week. Their CEO said that their vaccine mandate was divisive. Southwest, as I said earlier, Southwest is no longer going to be putting un, uh, unvaccinated staffers on unpaid leave. Hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Must have gotten some really, really dire uh, weather forecasts for for this year. It's it's just so funny how they had all of this bad weather, and then all of a sudden that that caused these vaccine uh, their vaccine outlooks to change just a little bit. That's that's really funny. I I think I think perhaps the most encouraging clip I've seen this week was perhaps that General Electric, yeah, plant. Because it was report, it was pretty widely reported, at least on Twitter, that there were several people who were vaccinated. Yeah, who were out there marching with their with their coworkers. Who knows how many? Might be a, a a small minority of that plant that didn't want to get vaccinated, but they're still out there. That's pretty wow. encouraging in my book. Agreed. Agreed. By the way, quick update on Allison Williams. This was announced about an hour ago. So after you put the intros and stuff together for the show today, but uh, the Daily Wire has hired her. Now there we go. So there you go. All right. Yeah. So and and well done by the Daily Wire with that move, too. And and that's not any kind of a if you're a college football fan and the three of us guys watch probably an, an abnormally amount of it, particularly the two of us when Todd's not doing soccer with the kiddos. I mean, she's phenomenal. Uh, she was clearly being groomed as ESPN's next number one sideline reporter. So she's legit good at this. This isn't just let's make a political statement. She's legit good at this. Let's get to the exit question on a month a month from now. Where will we be with Biden's vaccine mandate on businesses, which by the way still does not exist, by the way. There is no such mandate. This is just a press release. No mandate still has been actually issued. But where will we be with this? A, a court injunction against it. B, boot to the throat. C, the resistance still rises. Quickly, Aaron. Boot to the throat. Todd. All of the above. Yeah. I think that probably is the right answer, too. Shannon. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going with all of the above. I was having a hard time picking. All right, let's get to our kicker topic this week. Should have added that as an option, by the way. What you're looking at here is maybe the absolute saddest parade of all time, or certainly in the history of American championship team sports uh, this is live. You're looking at actual footage here. It's not live. It's dead. Uh, but this is actual footage. 
of the WNBA Championship Parade. I would tell you the team or the city. Uh, frankly, I don't know, and, and it doesn't matter. Um, anywho, what would be a sadder parade than even this one? What parade could take place in America of allegedly something of a national import that would draw an even sadder crowd than this? Quick answers, Todd. A military parade. Oh my gosh, Todd, you're, you're cut me deep, Shrek. You cut me deep. Shannon. Yeah, I'd go with a military parade too. I, I got it. That, you can't beat that one. Aaron. Uh, parade for the Wisconsin Badgers three and nine football team. Yes. Yes. I approve that message. I love the spite. I live. Respect the spite. Badgers live rent free in Iowa fans' heads. It's beautiful. Respect the, the, the number spite. of times that I brought this up of my own volition pales in, in comparison to Todd. Let's I'll get just to, say that out there. All right. Let, <laughs> let's get to predictions. Shannon, go. Okay, so I'd like to skip my prediction this week and just reiterate my point that Admiral Levine is the ugliest fake woman ever to serve the United States government. Mm-hmm. I'm going to assume my prediction. Okay. Todd. Uh, here we are with all that we know about the vaccine question marks, and at the very least. Yet we're, we're really about to vaccinate kids who don't need this. So I, I'm going to say it out loud. I'm speaking only for me. But you do this and kids are going to die. All right? That's my prediction. Aaron. Rachel Levine will join the Navy, and upon boarding his first vessel, will change his name because he's in the habit of changing things to Long John Levine. <laughs> and he's ugly. Like I said, military parade. Lindsey Graham, first mate. Yeah. <laughs> Oi, matey! Oi! <laughs> in the Navy, right? Yep. I got to remember my prediction. <laughs> the great prophets, the village people. Honestly. Oh, yes, I just remembered mine. Yes. Uh, my prediction is first quarter of 2022, we'll see a full-fledged recession. Oh, nice. Full-fledged okay. recession, first quarter of 2022. Thanks for lighting in the mood. Yeah. Hey, it's after Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be sour just because you're not getting your treadmill. Yeah, get, hey. I, do I, straight up, I'm already Check telling the kids, give us your Christmas list right now. Straight up, man. I said yeah. it to all three of our kids. Give us your Christmas list right now. What is it you, you know, pick one thing you absolutely have to have for Christmas. Give it to me now. Can't guarantee it's going to be there in a couple of months for a month and a half from now. So there you go. Shannon, good to see you. As always, take care. All right. Thank you. You betcha. We'll come back in hour two and it'll be your turn here on Feedback Friday. You get to set the agenda. We will respond to you here next. Back with Hour 2, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here with Aaron McIntyre, Todd Erzin, and all of you. Let us know what you think about what we think via the stevedace.com inbox. You can email us. Steve at stevedace.com. I think we have set a record for most email received ever in a week this week. 
and the week's not quite over yet. Steve at SteveDace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Day Show. Reminder, I have posted a link to friend of the program Alex Berenson's latest substack looking at some very, very troubling vaccine data from the UK. And if you want to see it for yourself, uh, look for me on MeWe, Parlor, Gab, or Getter. I suppose you can just go to Alex's Substack and get it there if you want. But MeWe, Parlor, Gab, and Getter, that's where we post all the stuff that we think we can't make it past. The Facebook censors. Twitter seems to be a little bit better. Actually, a lot better than Facebook. But this might stretch even uh, Twitter's, which banned Berenson, ironically, uh, Twitter's uh, willingness to... Pretend to have an open forum. All right. So see this for yourself on MeWe, Parlor, Gab, and Getter. Just look for my name there. And then look for clips of the show over on rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show. And again, that's D-E-A-C-E. And again, for those of you that are podcast devotees, thank you so much. You're a massive part of this audience. Please uh, leave us a five-star review if you haven't already. Uh, hit the subscribe or follow button as well. Thanks to all of you, so many of you that have done each or one of those two things for us already. Let's get to some feedback Friday brought to you by Moink. I don't know if you guys have been to the store lately. Have you seen the price of, of ground beef, by the way? Yes. It's skyrocketed. One way to maybe get around this uh, is through Moink, which delivers grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pasteurized pork and chicken, wild-caught Alaskan salmon directly to your door, helping family farms become financially independent outside of big ags uh, with animals that are raised outdoors, fish that actually swim in the ocean, meat that is free of antibiotics, hormones, and sugars, and all the other junk that you find in too much of the prepackaged stuff in the meat aisle that is way too expensive. And right now, if you sign up at Moinkbox, just like it sounds, M-O-I-N-K, if you sign up at moinkbox.com slash Steve, get a free year of ground beef. That would come in handy right about now, given those prices we were just talking about. A, a year of ground beef for free if you sign up right now at moinkbox.com slash Steve and then pick whatever meats you want delivered to your home with your very First box, you can change what you get each month. You can cancel at any time. All right? So give it a shot. Join the Moink movement today. Moinkbox.com slash Steve. M-O-I-N-K for Moinkbox.com slash Steve. All right, let's get to it. Let's begin with Andy Johnson, who says, Three curmudgeons of varying degrees is the perfect garage band name for you guys. Props to Aaron for coming up with that one on the fly. Oh yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. I've always, I always thought before my garage, if I had a garage band, the name would be Backdoor Cover. But three curmudgeons of varying degrees. I like that. It's pretty good. And it, you know, you could, you could even turn it into like an an, an abbreviation. So it'd be like T V O D T V O D T V O D. And people wondering what does T V O D mean? Trying to translate that, it becomes like a whole viral event what do they why do they call themselves t-vod what does that mean right all i know is that or t-cod i should say not vod <laughs> t-cod my bad so three curmudgeons of varying degrees and the cover art for that should be the the south park thing yeah. that people did for us a week ago by the way I was yeah that real, was really well done i was super proud that i had the deadest eyes of all of them yeah. so i think i'm <laughs> that was special people was special nice people are feeling me 
All right, let's get a little more serious. First of all, I want to say I love the show. Uh, when I was 18, I fell in love with a kind boy who was 17. To make a long story short, when I was 20, I got pregnant by him. He wanted the baby so much and wanted to have a family. He was a sad person. He was addicted to marijuana. Yeah, that's an actual thing. I did not want to be pregnant. I did not want a baby. I didn't trust that man to be able to protect me. I had to get all of these tests. One of them came back positive for something that would make the baby maybe deaf or blind. I was thrilled for an excuse. They sent my test results to a lab in another state, and I waited for the results. The results came back and confirmed it. But it was early enough that it wouldn't have to affect my baby. I was disappointed. I tried to struggle it out for weeks. I could not even look at my boyfriend anymore. I felt like he had infected me with something. I told the love of my life that I had made an appointment to have an abortion. He left me over it. I had that abortion at 20 weeks. I saw the ultrasound. I did it anyway. I went home, felt like crap, but thought I'd be okay. I went to class two days after it and was chemistry lab class. I dropped something and my breast started shooting out breast milk. I spent the next 10 days on the bathroom floor and could not sleep without hearing that heartbeat. I had two more abortions following this. You see, it becomes like cheating. It gets easier every time you do it. I've never been able to forgive myself until I've listened to you guys' show. And now I realize that Jesus will forgive me. Thank you so much for giving me hope. Keep on keeping on, Lee. Lee. And everyone else that has lived with this level of shame and not just on this particular moral issue but any of them that's that's why we do what we do the way that we do it right there that's why one of my favorite bible books is Hebrews and in Hebrews chapter 12, it comes out of Hebrews chapter 11, where they go through what theologians call the hall of faith, like the hall of fame of faith, of those who had committed great acts of faithfulness or courage out of faith, out of great faith. And the writer of Hebrews 12 comes comes out of that and says, Now, since we are surrounded by such a large cloud of witnesses, meaning all these who have come before us, who stood stood up to the trials we face already, the temptations we face already, and persevered through and or overcame them, since we're now surrounded by these witnesses, like we're finishing a race, we're getting to the end of the line, Right, you get, you, a, a life is like a marathon. When you get to the end of the marathon, that's where the majority of the fans are, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where you hear the the you can do it, you can finish, you can reach the finish line. And the writer of Hebrews says, since you are now surrounded by such that large crowd of witnesses, that such large throng of people cheering you on to follow in their footsteps, to get to the end of your race, to finish your race. By doing so, you will become more like your Savior, the author and finisher of our faith, the Alpha and the Omega. And But then he says this, who despising the shame went to the cross. 
despising the shame. What does that mean? Well, it's a, it's a hearken back to the final verse in the Bible before sin enters the world. And it says about Adam and Eve, they were naked in the garden and they had no shame. After they had violated God's law, what was the first thing they felt? Shame. That's why they sought to cover themselves. That's why they sought to hide. They were ashamed. But here's the thing about shame. And this is why we have to be careful. I know what we mean when we say we need to you know, bring back shame in society. I, I know what you mean, okay? And, and, and it's not unhealthy because we live in a time now where people are just completely unashamed about things that they would have never dared entertain in past eras, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so I understand what we mean by that. But we just need to be careful about what the full context of that word means. Because, see, shame doesn't, shame drives us to hide the things about ourselves we're ashamed of, but it doesn't drive us to change the things about ourselves that we're ashamed of. You see what I'm saying? Hugh Hefner did not debut during the counterculture of the 60s. Playboy originated earlier than that. It was a forerunner for it, in fact. There were plenty of guys, man, after you know, you know that were watching Leave It to Beaver at night, or Father Knows Best, or Ozzy and Harriet, that, had, that were hiding the Playboys there during that period of time. Now, they just wouldn't have openly discussed it, bragged about it, because they would have, the society would have shamed them for doing it at that time, right? Yeah. But did the shame stop them from doing it? No. No. See the difference? Shame doesn't cause us to seek repentance. It just causes us to hide the things we're really wrestling with. Jesus isn't about making you into a better person. Jesus is about making you into a different person. He's not about your best life now, Joel. I can tell the show is growing again because I'm getting more and more emails that are like, what is with that Osteen thing behind you? Now you know. Now you know. It's a trigger. I'm doing it to trigger you on purpose. He's not about your best life now. He's about new life now. That's the difference. New life. It's, it's one of the 48 powerful scenes in Mel Gibson's The Passion where he's carrying the cross all right, to Calvary and he stops and he sees his mother Mary in the scene and he quotes his, you know, behold, right from the scriptures, I make all things new. And he does that at the peak of his suffering. Yes. Yes. And... That's why we have to be careful in conservative circles with wanting to bring back shame. There's a lot of people in previous eras of of American history who were great at hiding who they really were. And things looked more pious and more moral and um, more idyllic. They're in hell now. Because... They were ashamed of the things of their sins as opposed to regretful for them. 
What would have happened if Adam and Eve had gone to God and said, uh, hey, pops, man, I know this is the first time you gave us the car keys to this thing called Earth. We, we totally blew it. <laughs> We've just totally blown it. And we didn't listen to you. I, we should have. And they said to their heavenly father, the words every earthly father wants to hear from his children. Dad, you were right. What if they had done that? Here's what I think would have happened had they done that. The Bible would have been a lot shorter. But they didn't do that. They gave in to their shame instead. And now there's blame. Well, it's this woman you gave me. And we do it now. I can't believe a loving God would allow all this suffering in the world. What are you responsible for? And then when God does step in, to the point of even putting himself in human form to interact directly with us, ignore, shun, doesn't fit my agenda narrative. No, 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 no. Um, the problem is us. We have seen the enemy, and the enemy is us. We're the problem here. And so let's be very careful in conservative circles about bringing back shame. That doesn't mean that there should not be some level of societal expectation when it comes to morality and virtue. I'm not saying that. But ultimately, those societal expectations should not originate or, or be motivated by a desire to not be embarrassed within polite society. But because a society desires to, um, to bless the God whom it recognizes that its rights come from. And that distinction is of immense importance. Hell is full of people who were ashamed of their sins and they kept them hidden, but they never confessed them. They never brought them to light. They never sought forgiveness for them. And so they died in them. This isn't about a better life or a better you. It's about a new life and a new you. Thank you for that note, Lee. Very powerful. Next, I hope you read this message and you guys learn you're making a difference. I'm a single mom of an eight-year-old boy. Last year, I pulled him out of our local public school to be, local public school because I didn't want him wearing a mask and living in fear. He had as normal of a second grade school year as possible during COVID stand. This year, he went back to public school. I signed the medical waiver, and he's one of just two kids in his class of 23 that's not wearing a mask. Two out of 23. So here's a district offering the waiver. Not, you don't even have to fight. I mean, we're not, we, don't have, we don't have to get to the point of, dads, why are you doing this? Take a stand for your kids, too. They're offering you waivers, and two parents took advantage of that. Two? Like every parent should have taken advantage of this to the point that they felt like you were abusing it, and then you'd have to fight them over it, right? Yes. Two? Two? And, of course, one of them is the single mom. I'm just becoming convinced single moms just must just be the biggest badass or, or a single mom. Like single mom or a mom just like by herself are like the last remaining badasses in America. Because it's apparently outside of Peter McCullough, like none of the dudes, right? Two parents took advantage of this. While fighting that battle, I've also been fighting a battle over forced vaccination. My employer 
is a big pharma company trying to force all employees to be vaccinated. I've said no, and I filed a religious accommodation request. There are over 100 of us that have formed a group to fight back and share ideas. There we go. As, it, as they once said in the movie Boomerang, you get to coordinate, you get to coordinate, all right? You guys got to talk. You got to get together, man. Not just be lone wolves out there by yourself. So well done again. We're all fighting this in our own way. I'm a very vocal internally and tell every one of my stakeholders why I won't take the existing approved vaccines. I'm an immunologist by training and have been very concerned by this about from the start about each one. People are starting to become uncomfortable with me being so outspoken and have complained to my manager. So I went full Steve Dace the other day and told my boss, it's about damn time people around here are uncomfortable because it's going to get a whole lot worse. You think it stops with this vaccine. I went on quite a rant how I've been uncomfortable since my start last year with everyone else's politics, but kept my mouth shut. And this is what happens when we allow people to bring their crazy to work. Let me stop right there. This woman should not be a single mom or single of any variety much longer. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Keeper. This one shouldn't be on the market. Okay. Thank you guys for all you're doing on COVID. You're helping so many. Love your style and passion. passion. Sometimes I will even listen to the show twice. And her name is Joy. <laughs> you can't ask for more than that. All right. I'm up. My, hi, my name's Joy. And I'm here to put my foot in your ass. Okay. <laughs> you cannot ask for a better combination than that. All right. As long as it's not y- yours. Yeah, yes. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Um, This is from Mandy Yates, who says, Today I confronted what we've all been talking about for months, up close and personal, and it left me furious, sad, and frankly overwhelmed by the evil that's been perpetrated against us. I had a doctor's appointment with my gastroenterologist for a checkup and had to have a blood drawn. I asked, along with the blood panel, to add serology for COVID, and the NP did that. When the test is requested, many questions will pop up on the computer. Serology means that you have antibodies, okay? I'm assuming from the feds and the tech, and I laughed at, uh, I'm, or many questions pop up on the com- computer. I'm assuming from the feds, I'm sorry, poor reading, and the tech and I laughed about them. As she rolled her chair over to me to begin drawing my blood, she asked me if I'd had COVID and about antibodies. I told her I had had them according to a blood donation through the Red Cross, but didn't know what the current uh, antibody hemoglobin numbers were, and so I wanted to know. As she continued her work, she began to tell me that she had gotten the Pfizer shot in early summer. And nine days later, she had a heart attack. I was speechless. This woman was a stranger and for whatever reason chose to confide in me her story. She told me about being in the hospital over the summer three more times. And she now had myocarditis. And she just saw her cardiologist last week who then suggested she get a second shot. It's a friggin' cult. It's a cult. And by the way, for the for you young folks that recover from myocarditis, and a lot of the a lot of you that get this in your young ages, young adult ages, as a side effect of the vaccine, you do recover. But do you know what that does to you from a heart disease standpoint? You still, folks, heart disease is still the number one killer in America, and it ain't even close. You just put a lot more tread on your tires, meaning that you've aged your cardiovascular system. Beyond your current age group, even if you have recovered, the tread you just put on those tires will be felt on the back end of your life should you make it that far. 
So even getting this at all at a young age is nothing to laugh at, whether you recover from it or not. Remember last year, we couldn't have football because it was going to cause myocarditis, right? And I think there was one case that we were able to document the entire season from a kid in Indiana, if I recall. Turns out we're, we're now causing that very myocarditis by injecting these young adults with these vaccines. Mandy goes on to say, I reached out or I found myself blurting out, you're not doing that, right? And she said, absolutely not. I reached out, rubbed her arm and asked how she was doing now. And as I'm, and because I'm a Southern girl, I said, bless your heart many times. <laughs> the urge to throw my arms around her was strong, but I continued to pat her arm and said, God bless you are battling through this. As I left, she jokingly said, girl, next time you come, we, we are going to do some research about this stuff. I got to my car almost in tears. For this beautiful, strong woman who had endured this totally unnecessary health issue. I now have a real live human face in my mind and in my heart who could have died because of this shot. And I'm more determined than ever to make people aware of these risks. That's why I signed your pledge. Which is still there, by the way, at stevedace.com. Yes, you'll get redirected to a place where you can put in your email address. But if you go to stevedace.com, that's where you can sign the pledge. It'll probably be up for this weekend and then we'll take it down and see what kind of army we've got. And then how we can... Keep people up to date on what's going on within that realm, okay? At stevedace.com. But you guys want to comment on that? It's a cult. Told you. This is not a rhetorical device. This is Jonestown. Yeah, it is. Let's brighten it up for a little bit. You okay with that? Yeah. Okay. This is a note from Caleb Oliver. Remember that name, Caleb Oliver. He says, you guys recently shared a video on your show from Jonathan Isaac of the Orlando Magic. I am the chaplain of the Lakeland Magic. That is the G League or or basically AAA team, G League affiliate for the Orlando Magic. And I can tell you that Jonathan Isaac is one of the kindest, most thoughtful men in America today. He is also an ordained minister who spends much of his time in Orlando doing ministry and charity work. He's had a significant influence on the culture of the magic internally. And if you have time, you should check out his social media and see some of the other incredibly positive things he says and does off the court. I have checked out his social media, his Twitter account in the past. If you just went there not knowing that he was an NBA player, you would never know. Because it's all all ministry related. So he's a boss. He's a total boss. Basically, so we so we 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 this week we have we Peter McCullough we've now found a second male actual male badass in mm-hmm. America is what you're telling me in the NBA okay? of and, all places and you know what though you've got Enos Cantor now yep who's using his platform with the Boston Celtics to go and violate all of the NBA's coziness with China that was wrecking their public relations uh, a couple what was it two years ago I think this was pre-COVID he's now going square after China and their tyranny. And oppression. So God bless him, man. Yeah. Pastor, I've seen the same. I, I did reach out to him, uh, but he's probably getting a ton of people reaching out to them. I don't know if I use the most efficient means. If you can pass on to Steve or I the best contact information for him, I'd love to get him on the show. Some of you guys will ask me why I stick with things that like a sport league like the NBA. And I don't watch as much as I did when I was a kid when the Pistons were really good. 
Now the Pistons just got the number one pick in the draft. They might get good again here in the next couple of years. I did watch a ton of NBA playoff basketball with my son this summer because yeah. he's a huge basketball fan. They actually play defense in, yep. in the playoffs too. That, that's one of the other reasons I watch, right? So, because, but, but there's two reasons. One, again, I'm just going to be brutally honest, is shallow. Because I am very susceptible to allowing myself to getting swallowed up whole by what I do for a living. And if I... I just have to have shallow pursuits. I'm I'm a sports guy and a movie guy. I'm not a hunter guy. I'm not a fisher guy. So, and I'm not a spend an hour or spend the afternoon in my garage with my car guy. That's not what I am. I'm a sports guy. I'm a movie guy. And those are already hardwired, ingrained as those are my leisure pursuits. Those are the places where I get away from all of this. So that's part of it. Part of it is a shallow motivation. I, I have, I just, and, and here's the thing. I don't try to avoid getting completely consumed by this for you. It probably would make the show better. I do it for the people that I love and care about that love me. I'd be a, a dad. My kids would not recognize me. At some point, my wife's got to be married to just a guy named Steve, not an ideologue. And at some point, my kids just have to have a dad, not um, um, you know, an an opinionist. So that's one reason. It's just shallow. I just need distractions, and that is, if I'm being brutally honest, as I always try to be, that is the majority percentage reason why, because I just need shallow pursuits, and it just so happens, and we all do, but it just so happens the ones that I enjoy the most happen to be the ones under the most invasion from the spirit of the age right now, where if you are a duck hunter, like our colleagues over the Robertsons, it's just kind of you and your weapon and the woods, right? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's not much, the ducks aren't like, you know, quacking out spirit of the age tropes while you're shooting at them, okay? Um, so I can see why that attracts people. That's a great way to just escape it all, right? Unfortunately, that stuff just, I've just never been interested in. Here's the second reason though. And it is the minority reason. It's not like 1%, but it ain't 49% either. But it's a minority reason that is significant. It's just still a minority reason. Because I've been around sports enough. I've covered sports enough. I've known enough athletes to know that there's far more people in these realms that think like us than think like Spirit of the Age. And... When they come forward, which doesn't happen a lot, but hey, man, Lenny Dykstra tweeted out, remember the former all-star for the Phillies and the Mets on their 86 World Series team? He tweeted out the story about our lawsuit against Walmart that we announced on Monday. Mm -hmm. When they come forward, like Jonathan Isaac does or Enos Cantor is doing now, It's, it's far tougher for them to do it than most of us because of what they're surrounded by. They will get very little affirmation. Most of their media, most of the culture that they live in that is driven by the social media subculture and sports subculture um, will trash them. You haven't seen a whole bunch of Allison Williams' former colleagues at ESPN come out and say, hey, I disagree with her about this, but at least she was really good at nothing, nothing at all. Like suddenly it's like, What's an Allison Williams? Guys, she worked there for 10 years. Often doing often doing primetime sideline reporting for college football. Primetime. Like when the biggest audiences are watching. Like suddenly she's just dead. Doesn't exist. 
John Gruden, and and guys, I I don't think I've ever written emails or ev- people have even heard me talk in ways privately that are in his emails. But it's he worked there for almost ten years. He was arguably the number one personality and star they had, highest paid they had. He worked right next to Mike Tirico. And now suddenly he he might as well you know be the grand cyclops of the KKK that Joe Biden you know fed it at his funeral when he was VP. And I just want to have those people's backs when those opportunities present itself. That is a part of my calculus for those that, of you that constantly ask me this. Now, the majority calculus, I'm telling you up front, is totally shallow. I need escapes, and these just so happen to be the ones I enjoy. But there is another method to the madness here. Every now and then, the sun shines through. And I, I, wanna, I, I enjoy helping to magnify that. And leaving no man behind. We'll come back. More feedback Friday here in a moment. You know, we good? Is this on? What's the frequency, Kenneth? We're good? All right. You know, it's never a good time to be sweaty, especially when it happens in public. On the first or second date, job interview, you just got pulled over, and really, it's just going to be a speeding ticket, but now you're sweating profusely, and the cop suddenly is like, eh, there's more going on here, right? Or it's a public speaking engagement, and the lights are really hot. At least that's the excuse I use. Anyway, uh, if that were to happen to you, make sure... Well, make sure it doesn't by checking out our friends over at Sweatblock. Uh, Their antiperspirant wipes are stronger and more effective than even most clinical antiperspirants. And speaking of antiperspirants, they have their own deodorant, too. So if you love the wipes, you just wipe your pits down before you go to bed. Go to bed, get up the next morning, shower, do whatever you normally do. You're good to go for several days. And if you want a stronger deodorant, they've got that, too. And boy, howdy, it is strong, and it does great work. They've also got deodorant lotions as well to help you in some of those more sensitive areas so that they don't get swampy on you. And right now, you get 20% off anything that you want to get at sweatblock.com. 20% off, just go to sweatblock.com. Use my last name, Dace, as your promo code. D-E-A-C-E, promo code Dace at sweatblock.com. Get 20% off right now at sweatblock.com. Promo code DACE. All right, let's get back to some feedback Friday. This is from Wait. He writes, My friend and I have been debating about the Afghan refugees. I believe, like you said a few weeks ago, that if you are a healthy fighting age male, you are, a ref- you are not a refugee and should stay and fight for your country. He, on the other hand, doesn't believe you can make that broad statement because the Afghan people have lost hope and the men will be slaughtered and the fighting age men should be let in. He mentioned a good point. Listen to this now, okay? He mentioned a good point that the pilgrims had fighting age men, but fled to the new world instead of fighting for their country. And that is seen as a good thing and was good for the start of our country. What is the argument against this? And why would we be, why would we be okay with one and not the other? This is like macaroni and cheese pizza. Two things that if you are an ugly American like me, if you're proud white trash, or any other color trash for that matter, you love, right? But 
when you go to mix them together, so it sounds great, but when you go to mix them together and then you actually put it in your mouth and you're like, I don't know, the cheese on the pizza kind of cancels out the mac and cheese and now I've got, I'm, I'm tasting, you know, little noodles instead of pepperoni. Why don't I just eat pizza with a side of mac and cheese? And, and then you try it and you're like, yeah, that wasn't really that cool. This is one of those things that your boy might say to you. That you're like Neo in the Matrix. Whoa. Right? Was it, is it Biff? Is that who I'm thinking of in Revenge of the Nerds? Who am I thinking of? What if, what if Cat were spelled D-O-G? What was that dude's name? You know what I'm talking about? No, Biff is... Uh, is that is, Ogre? It, it, Ogre, yes. Biff is, is Back to the Future. My bad. Okay. It's one of those things too, man. Especially after you have a couple of barley pops and that guy drops it on your leg. And then like five minutes later, you're like, now you're like that dude with the mullet in one of my favorite gifts. Because you realize that was stupid, actually, when I stop and think about it. That was, I mean, that just that's maybe the dumbest thing you've ever said to me. Here's why. Uh, wait, your friend thinks it's a smart take comparing 200 people. That, that's who got on the Mayflower was 200 people. Um, who got on a boat to flee an entire country, including the government, um, while an entire country of men in Afghanistan, including the government, were given 20 years and trillions of dollars worth of training in order to be prepared for this particular moment. So, ragtag group of 200 men fleeing an entire country against them, and it's not even men. They 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 took their women and children with them. Those first uh, those first crowds of Afghan refugees. I'm sorry, uh, refugees. We saw. Do you guys remember what was missing in a lot of those crowds? Women and children. Women and children. Yeah, women and children kind of missing. That's why we were commenting on it. Because it was a bunch of single-age fighting men trying to jump on planes. Where were their wives and children? So 200 people, not even men, 200 people, including women and children, fleeing together for their lives. From an entire country against them. Your friend thinks that's the same thing as an entire generation of young Afghan men who had the government behind them and were given 20 years of a head start and trillions of dollars in the greatest military technology and training available on planet Earth. Fleeing are the same thing. Again, macaroni and cheese pizza. It sounded really good till you actually tried it. And you realized, nah. Wait, your friend is a moron. Any thoughts? Another good response uh, to that would be, and because of all that, did you know they just beheaded a female volleyball player? Just because? So there's that. Yeah, what didn't take them too long, there were reports that a pregnant woman... um, had her insides uh, cut out in front of her family just a few days after the Taliban rolled through. So, yeah, it was just going to be the men that were 
that were slaughtered. It's, yeah. So it's great. Yeah. It's great. So what is what is his friend again? Just for the record. Uh, total and complete moron. How do you spell that? Okay. Uh, what's the name of his friend? That's how I would spell it. <laughs> <laughs> It's Jeff, Bob, <laughs> tell me his name, Tim. and that's how I would spell it. Um, let's. Where do we want to go next? Let's go to Tim. Tim says, "I'm a trucker, a vet, and an American citizen, but in importance, it's the reverse order. Being a trucker, we have two weeks a year when the Department of Transportation pulls in trucks and inspects as many trucks as they can. After only a few years, I realized that even with all their inspectors working all week." They could pull in only a small part of the number of trucks that are actually on the road. But they want us to believe that they are pulling in everyone. Fear of that, fear of a failed inspection, of tickets, of being shut down is all it is. The more experienced drivers know we outnumber the DOT at least seven to one. The same goes for here, it same goes in uh, for school boards, Congress, police, on and on. We need people to stand up as they did in that town outside of Des Moines where he had 10,000 families saying, you're not going to mask our children. We will remove them from your control. That is what they fear. For all their belief in the state, the fear, they fear us more. We outnumber them. We need to use that power. Let the judges in D.C. know we will see them removed for violating the protesters' rights. Use the cruel and unusual punishment clause. We need to band together and remove governors who think parents should have no choice in what their children are taught. In Virginia, you outnumber them. And law officers who know better need to let the community they serve know they are with them. Sheriffs, state troopers, line officers, and federal agents need to assure the public they are not in the business of violating civil rights. And all of us need to band together to support as to support one another as much as we can. And remember, we outnumber them. This is a war. But as with Dr. King, it can only be it can only be won when we stand together and say here and no more and elect people who will take us back to sanity. Yes. Tim is correct. And I loved your analogy, Tim, of an unenforceable law or unenforceable code. I, I made a similar argument about a week ago when I noted that if those students showed up in pockets or five or ten on the campuses of the University of Iowa, or the campus at, um, uh, what was the other school? Texas A&M that stormed the field. Actually, at those two schools right now, they might not get stopped for not wearing a mask, but just stick with my analogy, mm-hmm. okay? If they had a mask mandate there, and they, those students just showed up in groups of five or 10 at a, at a classroom without wearing a mask, it'd be a lot easier for somebody to stop them, right? Yes. Okay? But when thousands of them storm the field all at the same time, does your mask mandate, is it an enforceable notion at that particular moment? No. No, you're overrun by noncompliance, right? That's what Tim the Trucker's talking about, okay? And by the way, Tim, I also wanted to read your note because you have just answered a question for me. Has spent The amount of time I have spent on America's highways and byways, going back to when I was a little kid, I've often wondered why, how in often I see a line at the way stations, right? Oh, yeah. And now I know. You guys know that these things are completely unenforceable. <laughs> so we're not, we've got a deadline so, to make, so we're not wasting our time with it. So this speaks to what Aaron said earlier on today on the show about what the true contagion is. It's the level of compliance with mm-hmm. obvious absurdities mm-hmm. by the so-called normal people who believe in common sense. Well, you don't because common sense dictates saying, um, hell no, on a mass level right now. What's the line? Those who can make you believe in absurdities can make you commit atrocities or yeah. something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm trying to remember who said that, but that, but that's kind of along the lines yeah, of what yeah. you're just describing yeah. right here, right? Uh, Stuart Schneider, retired U.S. Navy, says constitutionalists will always lose because we never reject the terms of the debate. I will even poke fun at you with this regarding the title, the subtitle of Fauci and Booster. The term being used with the vaccines is mandate. It's not a mandate. After looking at the definition of mandate and then some synonyms, the most accurate word is ultimatum because that's really what it is. I will lose my job over this. That's fine. I can always sell my house and live in my dad's basement. Ironically, I lived in it 40 years ago when it was my grandma's basement. <laughs> it's funny. It cracks me up. So I've been there before. It ain't so bad. Um, everything everyone is doing for this is a threat. Try taking a woman on a date. They then say, if you don't consent to having sex, you are going to leave her stranded in the middle of nowhere. Sorry, you're going to get convicted of rape if that happens because you can't give those kinds of ultimatums. That Yep. Yeah. Dude, yeah, you're right about that. You're absolutely correct about that. Um, and again, let me reiterate, we don't have a mandate. Some of you are saying, well, yeah, there is. There's the mandate on the federal workers. That's not the mandate we're talking about. Okay, that we're talking about this mandate, OSHA thing. the OSHA thing. This thing doesn't exist. There is no OSHA mandate. And the reason why is because they're trying to get as much compliance without issuing one as possible because it's going to end up in a federal court somewhere in about five minutes and probably somewhere. We do have circuits that are favorable to us. They get an injunction against it in about five minutes. So this has all been an act of coercion and propaganda. All of it. PSYOP. Yes. Yes. Don Marie will finish here. I'm... I'm I, much like yourself, am weary, ticked off, and in a perpetually foul mood as I do not enjoy the peace that accompanies the outcome of lobotomy. I also do not possess a rich fantasy life that involves dreams of these kneelers rising to the occasion. Let us not fill the empty hours of insomnia that come in the night with such folly. What can we ask of those who have been lost to the darkness and have no desire or want to fight for the light? Little, I suppose. But I do know this one thing. It is better to die on one's feet than to live on one's knees. Amen. Amen. I mean, that's the American spirit. That's, I mean, this is a country birthed in defiance, birthed in non-compliance. That's the DNA of this country. That's the DNA of it. We'll get to some final thoughts here in a second. First, let me remind you, if you want to get in to the real estate market, particularly before winter hits or that recession I predicted last hour hits in the first quarter, now is a good time. Interest rates are still really low, but make sure you go in, especially during these unprecedented times. Bing. Thank you. You go in with a real estate agent you can trust. Where would you find such a person? Well, the name of the website kind of says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. This was a company started by Glenn Beck and his associates who themselves ran into real estate agents who couldn't deliver on their lofty promises. They didn't want that to happen to you, so they just started in a grassroots effort within our own Blaze audience here, just finding real estate agents that were salt-of-the-earth people. They vetted them, started connecting them with listeners, and it just grew from there to become its own business. So just about anywhere you want to get to or get away from, we can probably help you find an agent you can trust at realestateagentsitrust.com. All right, gentlemen, final thoughts on the day. Got about two minutes. Final thoughts on the day. Uh, I'm I'm buoyed at the end of this, which is encouraging. Uh, I was feeling pretty low uh, at the beginning, and like I said, that's just the constant schizophrenia uh, that a lot of us are on these days. Um, but anyways, I, I I told you I'm 
I'm concerned, and uh, and I said that we are truly uh, fallen. This nation is a broken arrow. I, I believe I believe that, but that doesn't mean we can't recover what we had. It, it, it but it just means that we've lost so much momentum that we need to we do need to fight a new American revolution. It may be the exact same one. It may be a resetting, um, but. That and I'm I I I'm with Steve uh, that the energy is there. I think it's profound. I think it's encouraging, and I stand with you. And I won't kneel. And I love the fact that all of you see prepare seem prepared to be like that marine we talked about. So let's fight. Indeed. Now is not never a time. You should see. You should see these images that we've had in the montage every single morning all week. Pushing back, fighting back, taking a stand. You should see those and be encouraged. Maybe the tide is starting to turn, but it's never going to fully turn until you do your part. It's never going to fully turn around. I've cautioned myself. I'm I'm, I'm always, when I see these types of stories, we had a lot of positive news this week. Always cautiously optimistic, because you know the spirit of the age is over there, and they see that too, and they are circling the wagons. Mm -hmm. Be ready for their next left hook, but don't give up. Don't ever let up. Can't stop. You can't stop, and you won't stop, because they won't. They won't either. We have to. We have to pray. What is the what is the fra- phrase? Pray like it's up to God. Fight like it's up to you. Work like it's up to you. However you want to say that. That's what's required right now. That's a good encouraging place to end it and i mean on a personal level where where i'm encouraged is even with the massive growth of our show this isn't like you know with the the platform that a ben shapiro or a dan bongino or a glenn beck or a mark levin those are probably the biggest platforms in our business right now this is nowhere near what those guys have and yet you're seeing a lot of the same themes we're talking about and addressing within our own little ecosystem here are now metastasizing and spreading and becoming systemic that that shows you here that that a movement is happening all right that 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 the fire rises if you will and so i think be encouraged by that have a great weekend enjoy your weekend because the war is going to be here when we get back on monday i promise you that so enjoy your weekend until then john 317 This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.